1: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba
3: da ba ba ba. Live here on Sports Grid, this is the Early Line. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Reitot. And the game of the week here for Week 13, at least on the Sunday slate, to be fair. Monday night football is your game of the week. But on the Sunday slate, Donnie, I would argue for chargers Bengals. Cincy hosts the Los Angeles Chargers as a field goal favorite. I don't know if we talk enough about a rivalry that we need to push between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, the same class, the number one overall pick, the Heisman winner, the national champion, Joe Burrow, and then Justin Herbert, who for a lot of people passed him by winning offensive rookie of the year and award burrow was on pace to win before his injury this should be a good game between two teams that are hoping to make the afc playoffs donnie 50 and a half is the total how do we feel for Bengals
4: chargers i gotta tell you like i don't want to say disrespectful as a line because the chargers are a good football team but from a cincinnati perspective coming off a absolute like destruction of the pittsburgh steelers at home and then you're going to stay at home so there's no travel the chargers you know mm-hmm. not playing great football and you know disappointing last week I see the total sitting there at 50 and a half points but the minus three really catches my attention because sometimes you want to catch some. we talk about buying low and buying higher right? oh we want to sell the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. I don't think that's appropriate at this time here because it looks like they are on a charge to the playoffs and like everything that I'm hearing coming out of the locker room saying like that's how much we put into the Steelers game like that's not a one week thing we want to show how hungry we are as a football team and that is the standard that we've set for each and every week, and you've also seen it with Mixon now being healthy and being the catalyst for that offense, Everything is running off of him. So, if you have to bring safeties up in the box, you got to, you know, make sure you're using run blitzes as opposed to pass blitzes here just to stop mixing. That leaves everything over the top for Joe Burrow. And also keep in mind, Joe Burrow coming off of a knee injury. I mean, this kid is actually mobile in the pocket. You saw that nice 10 yard touchdown run last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Am I cheating myself here? Or am I just not looking into the equation enough you know, by saying, like, this three doesn't look right? I can't see myself saying, I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. Because, again, when you're only dealing with three, Kevin, you're not saying to Mm -hmm. yourself, I think the Chargers can hang around in this game. You're thinking the Chargers can win outright. Good football team, Justin Herbert, with their offense. I like it. I think there'll be points here. But I'm not going against the Bengals. I think the Bengals can get the win and cover in this game.
3: Look, this Chargers team right now, Donnie, is not playing well. They they really aren't. They've only won... Two games since uh, they remember the the big win against Cleveland, 47-42. Like wow, this Chargers team might win their division, maybe win the AFC. They're unstoppable, and it has been ugly results since then. Underwhelming performances for the Los Angeles Chargers, and it almost feels Donnie like two ships passing in the night, where the Cincinnati Bengals now are a team, Donnie, that are averaging over 32 points per game. Their last five weeks. They are out there right now scoring 31 or more in four of those five games that we're talking about here. Since he's gonna get after it. And the one thing about this Bengals team, and we've seen them do this a number of times this season, Donnie. And I know, and if I'm not mistaken, there was one week where you were lit, you were loaded up on that team with a team total, if I remember the Detroit Lions. And the Cincinnati Bengals will have you beat and keep beating you. Because they are a, that hungry up and coming team, Donnie, that looks to make a statement each and every time they take the field. The radio audience enters the fold, and we appreciate all those who are tuned in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side here talking Bengals, Chargers. DRS, I want to talk a little bit about the props market, but I just want to add one quick thing. If the Chargers lose this game in the way that they are favored to, they will fall to 6-6 six and six and are still plus money to miss the AFC playoffs. Now, a lot of season left. Certainly a lot of, you know, jumbled teams right there in the AFC. But that number, I think, would go to a minus price. If they drop this game, keep that in mind if you're getting involved in the futures market. But, Donnie, I know that you've looked at this game here. Wish it was maybe Thursday night or Monday night football for us because there's a lot of good match specials.
4: Yeah, last night as we took the uh, cautious approach, and probably rightfully so, but now taking a look moving forward at this game, I love it. I love everything about this game. Weather shouldn't be really an issue in there. 50 degrees, maybe 10-mile-an-hour winds. You'll take that in Cincinnati at this time of year. But if you're looking for points and also a bet that – I have not broken out, Kevin, since I had a victory at 18-1 to just a couple weeks ago. I'm going to get to that one in a moment. But if you're looking for touchdowns to be scored in this game, forget about what, like, hey, one touchdown for Mixon. He's like a minus 300 in this game. He's going to score. But I look at the two-touchdown market here. Take a look at Mixon to score two touchdowns any time in this one, Kevin. A plus 370. Austin Eckler to do the same thing, that is a 430. Now, the good part about that is both of these teams, uh, running backs, being Mixon and Eckler, outside of the running game can catch passes and score touchdowns we've seen that here but also take a look at this one how about this have you remember this one kevin each team one touchdown and one field goal each half Mm. 16 to 1 this week i might have to be in play in this one your bet here herbert and burrow 500 yards combined and four touchdowns combined listed at a plus 150 price Mixon, 100 yards and one touchdown, a plus 250 price here. You also take a look at the weekly specials market, which isn't even the game specials here. Take a look at this one. Mixon and Eckler, 200 combined rushing yards or more at a plus 175 price. And then the one that we like, the bundle package Eckler, Mixon, Allen, and Chase, four combined touchdowns or more at a plus 230. This game, Kevin, has it all. I will be invested in it.
3: Game of the week for a reason. Also, Eckler and Mixon to combine for 200 plus scrimmage yards and three plus touchdowns. 7 1! We'll be right back. Whoa.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: AFC North always is fun to watch when they do battle, and it is usually defined by Steelers-Ravens, a rivalry that will always exist between these teams, and it always has, Donnie, a vibe to it. That is going to be hard-hitting, smash-mouth football. Now, I don't know if this game will meet that description or it's just going to be ugly because both these offenses have been hard to watch over the last month or so, it feels. A total of 44.5, Baltimore goes to Pittsburgh as a a four-and-a-half point favorite. Lamar Jackson,
4: Big Ben, what do you think about this game? it's a tough one. It really is because you're trying to see what Baltimore does. Now you have to say Baltimore probably played offensively. Kevin, what their worst game Mm -hmm. in a long time last week, they still won the game and they still covered the spread with four interceptions for Lamar Jackson. So if he's not as bad as that performance, Who's to say they're not just going to win this game? Now, also, let's take a look from a Pittsburgh Steelers perspective, right? Three weeks ago, you saw the game against Detroit, 16-16. But Ben Roethlisberger didn't play in that game. But again, that is a horrendous Detroit team. Now you got back out against the Chargers, 41-37, you lose in a shootout. So what's the first thing that pops in your head, Kevin? Oh, wait, the Steelers offense got right under Ben Roethlisberger. Did it really? 55 yards on the ground, 245 in the air in that game. So take the 37 out of it, which a lot of extra things went into them scoring those 37 points. Then you go and play Cincinnati last week. Good defense, Cincinnati, division game. 51 yards on the ground, Kevin. 250 in the air in a blowout loss, and they didn't score that touchdown late. You know, touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger. So in the second half, so it wasn't like hey, they they held them close. It was 10 to 10 early. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't. They got destroyed. So we just expecting a Mike Tomlin-led team just to show up at home and play well because it's a division rival? Maybe so, but I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in that basket. But at the same time where you're trying to take a look at a approach from the Baltimore Ravens, they looked terrible last week. So is the approach going to be like, well, they can't be, Kevin, as terrible as they looked last week in their win against the Cleveland Browns. But if Lamar Jackson, after coming back from the non-COVID-related illness that took him down for some time where he's healthy, all three of those wide receivers will be healthy as well, and they're going to be like a cobblestone, I guess you could say, a running game together. The one thing this comes down to, Kevin, as I look, it's a very, you know, sharp play to take the Steelers at home, but there needs to be a trust factor built in. Do you mm-hmm. trust the Ravens coming into town and buttoning down and playing better football than last week? Or is the Steelers, you're expecting them to snap back when it looks like they are going so far off the rails next week, last week in the past couple weeks that they're just going to be a really good football team here? It's hard to lay this number on the road because I want to take the Steelers, but at the same time, Kevin, I don't want to be in that first and second quarter going, I bet Big Ben and the Steelers. This is exactly what I got mm-hmm. myself into. It's only the Ravens of where I'm looking for myself here.
3: Really, Donnie, I think the only thing I would maybe push back on is if it is a sharp play on Pittsburgh here. Because doesn't that feel like a Baltimore line at four and a half on the road? I don't think what they put forward on Sunday Night Football was the kind of performance that has people desperate to get to the window on the Baltimore Ravens. But it speaks to the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a five-win team. One of those opening week, one of the weirdest games you'll see all year, their win against the Buffalo Bills. But then a four-game win streak, Donnie, where they were able to beat the Denver Broncos, who were traveling on the road. Geno Smith in a non-cover. The Broken Browns, a two-point walk-off victory against Justin Fields, basically the only defense that somehow made him look like he was ready to play at an NFL level and even since then the tie against the Lions and I know it was Mason Rudolph but still it's the Detroit Lions they lose every week to every team a tie is disappointing that game against the Chargers right where they score 37 in a cover is under there were underlying things about that game, Donnie, where they should have probably been ran off of the field down 17 until madness broke out and put them consistently with drives inside the Chargers 20 yard line. And you saw that come home to roost the next week, last week, against the Cincinnati Bengals, losing a game 41 to 10. And you could almost argue it wasn't even. That close here. The only hesitation on the Baltimore Ravens, Donnie, is if Lamar is right. Because Lamar was not good against the Miami Dolphins and then missed a week due to illness and then was bad against the Cleveland Browns. And whether that is a slump or rust or the sickness, if Lamar Jackson, Donnie, can put forward a good performance, I think the Ravens roll in this game.
4: No, and and you're right. You're correct here. Because when you also take a look at weapons here, you know, you finally, looks like all three of those wide receivers again will be healthy. Lamar Jackson, another week under his belt. We don't anticipate him having a horrendous effort like he did against the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns. It can only go north. And also keep in mind, a lot of the reason why you struggle in the pocket is when you're going up against an elite pass rush. And Cleveland does have that. When Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett are right, they can really get after you. Now Miles Garrett's probably going to be the NFL MVP, defensive MVP here. But equated to this game and why I'm bringing that up, you say, hey, Pittsburgh Steelers can get after the quarterback. T.J. Watt's probably not going to be there on Sunday due to the COVID protocols. So if you take him out of the equation, Kevin, and you give Lamar Jackson extra time where he's not being harassed, he should be able to do some damage here. I think you're right on this one. If I'm going to set the bar low and say, where is my floor and where is my ceiling, I think the more competent approach would be like, hey, you know what? Baltimore is the better team here. Even if they play bad, I expect them to still be in the football game because both teams, to me, Kevin, played bad last week. One got destroyed by four touchdowns. The other one won a <laughs> divisional game. Absolutely true. The Kansas
3: City Chiefs in action, Donnie, off of their bye week here. Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos. Little odd fact. It is the first time, Donnie, in three where in three straight years, the Chiefs played the Vegas Raiders off their bye. Little odd. Bizarre streak. That is snapped though, as they are home against the Denver Broncos' We talked about this game when we broke down the early lines earlier in the week about what was likely with that 10 spot the Chiefs were laying. Was it going to go to 10.5 or would it drop below double digits? And it has dropped below double digits. 9.5 for the Kansas City Chiefs, Donnie. 47's the total in prime time.
4: Yeah, boy, I'm wrestling over this game, Kevin. I really am, because your initial thoughts are right. When you see the 10 points, you say, I just got to take Denver. I'll let the chips fall where they may later in the week. So now you see the nine and a half out here. What Chiefs team are we actually getting? But I'll tell you right now, the one Chiefs team that you are getting is a pretty good defensive team over the past month, Kevin. Yes. Look at the game against the Giants. Gave up 17 against the Green Bay Packers. Now, granted, Giants are not the best team on offense. They were banged up in that game, I understand. Green Bay Packers came to town. It was Jordan Love. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers, but it's still seven points. The Vegas Raiders, who do have a decent offense and were healthy in that game, 14 points. And then the Dallas Cowboys. I know they were missing some of their counterparts as well, but still held them to nine. So, if I'm going to say, okay, they're going to be rested and ready coming off a bye, I should expect a semblance of the defensive performances, Kevin, that they've been having for the past month or so. So, if you try to put that in the equation, say, okay, what does Denver do well? Well, they're getting some health back on the offensive line. Two very capable running backs, but Melvin Gordon listed from Vic Fangio yesterday as a 50-50 chance to play on Sunday. If he's down, that's going to hurt their running game a little bit. I do like their wide receivers and their tight ends, but again – it, um, the reason why I'm wrestling is the line seems so high where you think if you get a competent performance out of the Denver Broncos, they should be able to hang around. Is this also the Chiefs offense, Kevin, that a month ago scored 20, excuse me three points against Tennessee, 20 against the Giants, 13 against Green Bay, 19 against Dallas, or is it the team that scored 41 points against the Vegas Raiders? Call me crazy, Kevin, but I'm looking towards an under 47 in a Chiefs game? Maybe. Won't
3: call you crazy, yeah, I'll call you smart. How about Denver, Donnie? Nine of their 11 games this year to the under. Five consecutive coming into Sunday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs have played five of their last six games under. And depending where you got that Titans team total of 27, that where they finished with 27 points, six straight opponent team totals under, Donnie. Uh, insanely enough, the Chiefs really have not done enough consistently to make me worry about going under 47 right now broncos off a big time win against the la chargers i think they'll struggle a little bit here in prime time and if the chiefs score 40 and you get beat then so be it i think donnie's right i think it's an under more week 13 to break down if we take a quick break right here on sportsbook back right here on the early line moving forward with our week 13 NFL weekend preview DRS and we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions in action anytime the Lions take the field it is always must see TV that's not true but of course everyone is waiting to see when this team might win their first game 11 tries no luck so far home here against the Vikings as a touchdown dog no DeAndre Swift now fair enough Minnesota won't have Dalvin Cook but Alexander Madison has already had some success against this Lions team this season Donnie could this be Detroit's week
4: Uh, yes. It is their week to lose another game. That's exactly what's going to take place here on Sunday. You know, covering the line, that's a different thing. Seven points going on the road in a division. We'll see how it plays out here. But if you're going to tell me, and I I say this every week, the single least talented team in the NFL is the Detroit Lions. So when you take a look at a really good offense, right, and you say you, you lose a player here, you lose a player there, running back, maybe a wide receiver, you still have other players that can make up for it. So if I were to tell you DeAndre Swift, who leads the team in rushing, he's not going to play, so therefore he won't be there to rush the football. And then we say, okay, well, they probably got some good – no, 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 they don't have any good wide receivers. You know why? DeAndre Swift leads them in receiving yards. He's not going to be there to catch the football. So then are we led to believe that we are going to see Jared Goff fire 55 slip screens out in the flat to Khalif Raymond or Amon St. Brown for this game? No, that's not going to take place. They're not going to move the football. They're not going to have any chance to win this game. And this isn't coming from me with an 0-16-1 ticket here for Detroit. This isn't me coming to a, you know, under one-and-a-half team total. What a genius pick that they were able to put up at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Thank you for that one. They're not going to win this football game. And it's not because any given Sunday in the NFL, but, Donnie, they almost beat the Bears. And they almost beat, you know, a 56-yard field goal or 66-yard field goal here a couple of weeks back mm. for the Baltimore Ravens. This team is getting worse every single week, not better. And now you're saying the one bright spot was, hey, every once in a while, Kevin, we can hand off to DeAndre Swift, and he can break a long run. That's no longer there. They lose this game. They have no shot to win this game. How about that?
3: What a, uh, What a genius pick on the fan. What a genius pick by me is the is the bite I needed right there from DRS. I almost had it. That would have been perfect. Though I agree. I have no idea how this team wins a game, let alone two games. But it is about covering numbers. We have seen Minnesota been good against the number on the road, but poor as a favorite. Only covered once so far as a favorite in four tries. But I trust more than anything, Donnie, Minnesota to score this is a group that has continued to get after it on the road all season long five and one to the over as as a full team and their team total has gone over five of their six road games this season i know minnesota will pack a punch here again dalvin cook missed the first game against the lions alexander madison over 100 on the ground, and was able to get into the end zone. His props, I'm sure, will be noteworthy for this game. Moving forward here, Donnie, let's talk about the defending Super Bowl champions. A game against the Atlanta Falcons, where the Bucs look to stay hot and make sure they keep pace with the rest of this conference here. A double-digit road favorite, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ten and a half, the total here against Matty Ice. Fifty and a
4: hook. Yeah, and this is what this is one of the games, Kevin, that you look at on the week and you just say, ah, there's no really need to cap this one because I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be able to win this. But then again, do you want to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road at all at any point, let alone laying double digits, which means they have to win by four, probably fourteen points or more here. If we take a look now, what does Atlanta do? Not all that much here. Just take a look at the last three games that they played. Dallas, 43-3. Thanks for showing up. Oh, it can't get any worse on offense. Yeah, it actually did get worse on offense as you got shut out 25 to nothing from New England. And then you battle for your life against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 21-14. to Tampa Bay is going to win this game. It's just a matter of how bored they are in the second half and if they really want to lay down the, the boom on Atlanta. Now, here's the issue which you have because if you're saying to yourself, all right, they're not a great road football team, even just picking up wins, sometimes struggling. They had a big emotional win last week against the Indianapolis Colts on the road, writing the ship, said, hey, we can win games on the road here against quality football teams. And now you play the Atlanta Falcons. The one thing that I want to watch in this game is that front seven, Kevin, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting after an immobile quarterback in Matt Ryan. I don't think it's going to fare all that well. So instead of looking for me, Kevin, 50 and a half, which means you think the Buccaneers are going to score points. Look it's a dome conditions here. Tom Brady and the offense should move the football at will against Atlanta. Maybe a look at an Atlanta Falcons team total to the under in this game because the one thing I know about Matt Ryan, if that pass rush is absolutely destruction, terror, and mayhem and chasing him around, He's going to tap out early in this game. They really don't have wide receivers. So it's just Cordaro yeah. Patterson to the rescue where he scores three touchdowns. So be it here. But I think they're really going to struggle in offense against that electric front seven for Tampa Bay.
3: You've heard me talk all year, Donnie, about the Bucks' ATS struggles on the road. They got their first road cover last week against the Indianapolis Colts in ridiculous fashion. Where not like and this is one of those like what a gut punch this had to be for Colts plus three backers. Not just the way that game played out, up double digits, should have won outright, maybe, but the fact that Leonard Fournette runs in the, the touchdown to not just win the game but get the cover. But then for Bruce Arians to pile on, like, yeah, I wish he went down so he could have kicked a field goal at the gun. And, and a lot of Colts backers out there would have been able to walk away with a push. Well, here's the thing, Donnie, about the Bucks one road cover this year. That is one more cover on the road than the Falcons have at home. An impossible 0-4 ATS record at home this season. The Falcons just never give you a reason to back them. It was back in October, the last time we saw this group cover consecutive games. And I could actually give you the caveat it wasn't in consecutive weeks because it was separated by a bye. The Falcons are terrible. They do not deserve your money. I do not care if they are coming off of a win. Now, Tampa is still not a team that I like to back away from Tampa Bay, and this game was oddly close until Matt Ryan threw consecutive picks. It is a props kind of game for me. Maybe a Mike Evans touchdown, Donnie. Perhaps this week, Brady will throw for three touchdown passes because I probably won't be betting it, unlike the last two weeks where he didn't throw for three touchdown passes despite the fact that they scored 17 touchdowns as a team that is how I would be approaching this game here overall you expect the Bucks to get the job done but just a spot where I'm not all too interested in either group here enough time Donnie to bring up Seahawks Niners (sighs) Seattle Seattle has done everything under the sun to stop folks like me from saying I think they could get out there and cover this week but getting three and a half at home Donnie Can the Seahawks cover this week against a hot San Francisco team?
4: I like pain, and this game has a lot of pain here. Now, the past couple weeks, I've been telling you as well, like Seattle's done, right? Seattle's not going to be able to get into the playoffs. Russell Wilson will be traded at the end of the year. Pete Carroll's probably going to be, you know, I I doubt he's going to be fired. They would allow him to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to step into retirement, had a great career, and probably head off into the Hall of Fame at that point. But let's take a look here at why I'm backing Seattle. It's not so much that I like Seattle because I, quite frankly, don't like Seattle all that much on the field, that is. So if you take a look overall and you say, what have been doing for the past month here? And this also includes Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. Five-game snapshot versus New Orleans. 13-10, to they lost that game, but a close one here. Jacksonville, 31-7, blew them out, which you're supposed to do against Jacksonville at home. Didn't look particularly great on offense. Some special Mm -hmm. teams, some good defense. That equates to a blowout. They go play Green Bay. If Russell Wilson was... Just an average quarterback that day. They're competitive and they're in it. And that game was 10 to nothing into the last minute before a late touchdown by the Green Bay Packers made it 17 to nothing versus Arizona. Again, they didn't play well 23 to 13. Last week against Washington, 17 to 15. But there's a theme here. They're hanging around, and maybe Russell Wilson finally starting to get right. But you say to yourself, Donnie, have you watched the San Francisco 49ers play the past couple weeks? They are in playoff mode. Yes, they are, and I get that. And they have a great chance to win this game. But I'm going to take the three-and-a-half. Why? Why? A key cog in your offense that really, to me, makes the San Francisco 49ers go. Is George Kittle a top three tight end in the NFL? Absolutely he is. But Debo Samuel not playing in this football game, that Swiss Army knife that you can I don't know, hand him the ball six times, he runs for 66 yards and a touchdown. How about a quick slam pass? Oh, he broke three tackles and went 70 yards in the distance. That's not going to be there. So you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to win you this football game or hand off the football game to win it. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good enough quarterback to go into Seattle and go for 325 and three scores and pull out a victory. I think Seattle is live in this game. As dead as I think Seattle is in for the rest of the season, Kevin, they're live for this football game. Give me the three and a half. I'll take that pain.
3: Seattle is live. Russell Wilson went out there and did all I needed Russell Wilson to do on that final drive. One, helped DRS and I bring home a couple of bets. But more importantly... Just show me he's still Russell Wilson, and maybe somehow, someway, Pete Carroll will forget what time the start of this game is, and they'll come out throwing instead of sending Alex Collins into an off, awful offensive line for a gain of two or a loss of two and put Russ behind the sticks. But Russell Wilson and this team, they're going to move the ball in this game. I truly do believe that, and the Debo Samuel injury is important because he is now turned into RB1. What is the deal with the Debo Samuel, Cordero Patterson stuff this season? This is a spot where Russell Wilson at home competes with the Niners. I agree with DRS. A couple of games to get to, as well as our pick six. Let's get to set to send the offense weekend here the early line. On the early line, we have an AFC South rematch. Saw this game once already, though Davis Mills, not the quarterback this go-around. Instead, it'll be Tyrod Taylor for the Houston Texans. The Texans, a 10-point home dog, 45-and-a-half, Donnie. The over-under as Indianapolis looks to win this game, get back on the right track, and continue to chisel away at that team total over
4: you have. Yeah, Indianapolis here should have an. What's the old saying go? Smoke them if you got him. Yeah, there's going to be a smoke show going on in this game. That's the Indianapolis Colts. Their <laughs> ground game, Jonathan Taylor should absolutely annihilate it. And you know the funny thing is, is you start looking at some of the prop bets that you like this weekend, and a lot of them are going to be focused on Jonathan Taylor. But then you start looking at, like the MVP market. Now he's probably way far down, which he is at this time. But this is one of those where he scores every week. He dominates on the ground every week. All it takes mm-hmm. is one of those ridiculous performances, Kevin. Like night for 275 and four touchdowns. Just something outlandish. Now, is he going to get that? Obviously, the odds are against him. But this is one of those games where I feel that it's like, hey, let's just lean on the running game and put this Houston team away here quickly and early so we don't have to worry about Carson Wentz throwing touchdown passes or this team hanging around. It just feels to me, I look at that 10-point number and I say to myself, Indianapolis legitimately, Kevin, for me, has a chance to score every time they have the football. And then, first, when you look on the opposite side with Houston, you say, well, what does Houston actually do well in offense? Apparently nothing anymore. Because all those jokes that we made at the beginning of the season, like, hey, maybe Tyrod Taylor really is the MVP of football because he made Houston look competent on offense. Look at the past couple weeks with Tyrod Taylor back, not even with Davis Mills. Throw for 199, 107. And 106. Keep in mind this week. The Jets are one of the worst defenses in football. 96 yards on the ground and 106 in the air. You've got to be kidding me. Indianapolis should name their price on offense, which their team total floating around that four touchdown mark at 28. They should be able to get the only issue would be, Kevin, as we always like to say, is do they need to be doing that in the second half? But Mm -hmm. then again. There is no such thing with the Indianapolis Colts as running out the clock because every time you hand it to Jonathan Taylor, it seems like it's a 10-yard game. It absolutely does. And I really
3: think the over is where I feel most comfortable in this game. Maybe I'm thinking a little too much, Donnie, about that incredible Texans upset outright over the Tennessee Titans here. But laying double digits on the road is still a lot in the NFL but I think the Colts will have no problem getting after it. They are four and one to the over on the road this season, seven of their last nine overall. And I expect Tyrod to do enough. 30 to 20, final score, keeps everything right in range. I want to ask you a quick question, though, Donnie, about an awards market before we move on. Jonathan Taylor has transitioned to the favorite for offensive player of the year. Slightly behind him is Cooper Cup at plus two fifty. 14 to 1, Debo Samuel, now injured. Devontae Adams, 20 to 1. I have no idea why. And then a bunch of quarterbacks who are basically eliminated from this award. It feels like it's down to two in Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Cup and the Rams playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but Odell Beckham into the fold here. Maybe they're running the ball. I also think the Rams are viewed in a negative light these days. Jonathan Taylor, the chance to beat up on this texans team certainly both of us expecting to that before the the week's action kicks off donnie should people be betting jonathan taylor at two to one for offensive player of the year
4: I mean, why not? Like, if this is the market, cause you're, you're expecting the bounce game here for him, right? And also, like, you take the Cooper Cup as well. You're expecting a better performance, you know, or at least a better performance than what that Rams offense has shown the past couple weeks. But it just looks to me like this is the game because Indianapolis settling in now to playoff position. They're going to win this football game. They'll move to seven and six and a legitimate chance to get that seventh or sixth seed here. And let's also not forget, you know, if they would have won that game last week, think of the pressure that's starting to mount here on Tennessee as they're injured and continue to lose because play playoffs spot or a division championship a little bit more questionable at this point but this seems to me again as we like to say one of those where he, it's kind of crazy because if jonathan taylor goes in this game kevin he has 24 carries for 110 and one score are we mm-hmm. actually going to go like oh man a tough performance there by jonathan taylor what because he had a touchdown and over 100 yards rushing so we're all expecting a lot but it would not surprise me kevin when this game kicks off here and as i said a couple times this week that you're watching the reds and you're like why are they putting the red zone on when the Colts are, you know, on their own thirty yard line? Because you know what's about to take place—a long Jonathan Taylor run. Should be a fun game to watch. But I would be saying before this game kicks off, like, yes, the Jonathan Taylor shares. Give me them. And look, just Jonathan Taylor has sixteen total touchdowns. He's going to
3: get to twenty total touchdowns this season. His gap between the next closest active rusher, because it's still Derrick Henry in second, which is ridiculous Joe Mixon I mean it's almost 300 yards Donnie it's just a very very wide gap right now between Taylor and the next closest running back and and yes that is still true of Cooper Cup but again some of the luster has been taken off of that Rams TD and it has harmed I think Cup's chances of winning that award last one to get to Donnie before the pick six here Giants Dolphins not positive who's going to be under quarterback for the Giants not positive. It matters either way. Miami playing better football, a four and a half point favorite at home. This total a disgusting 40 and a half.
4: You know, it's, it's crazy about when you start talking about this game and how it lines up, right? FanDuel Sportsbook opened this up at two and a half, now sits at four and a half. The best part about that is you have a fran- or what do you think is your franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones and a backup in Mike Lennon. And we're sitting here on a Friday, Kevin, going, I don't even think it matters who the starting quarterback is. Are you kidding me? Like, is that not an indictment here on Daniel Jones where if Mike Lennon shows up Sunday and you're a Giants backer fan, like, yeah, I don't think it makes all that big a difference. Let's see what Mike Lennon has. So you can only look towards the Miami Dolphins in this game and keep in mind, this isn't the Miami Dolphins in the beginning of the season like, man, might be headed for like a three-win season. This is the disaster. And as a Philadelphia Eagles fan saying, whoa, Dolphins might be in it for a top three draft pick. Well, they turned on the gas over the past month here, and they're going to continue to win. This could be really interesting because you're saying to yourself, like, hey, I loved what Brian Flores did last year. Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're going to put you on the back burner because we got to find out what Tua Tagovailoa is all about here. When most people say, let's, let's Fitzpatrick run. Let's see if he can win, get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and maybe win a playoff game. When well, that you saw the opening of the season, a banged-up Tua Tagovailoa, missed some games, and Jacoby Brissett comes in like, man – they're really looking for their quarterback of the future. It's probably going to be Deshaun Watson. And, Kevin, they almost made a, cha- a trade for Deshaun Watson mid-season here. But now Tua Tagovailoa has seized the reins here of the starting quarterback position. They're getting healthier, and I think that's going to be extension again this weekend. Four and a half. I'll take the Miami Dolphins to beat the New York Giants here at home down in South Florida.
3: Let me just put this total into perspective, though, right, Donnie? Because it's 40 and a half. And if I were to say, hey, the Giants have given you five straight unders. You might say, okay, yeah, but Oof. I mean, how many times do they score 41 in those games? None. none. None of those games. Like, they've gone now, Donnie, 40 or less points in the Giant, in Giants games five consecutive weeks here. You know, the safest way to play it, although maybe it'll be outrageously expensive, whoever starts at quarterback for the Giants to throw an interception because that's going to happen here in this game. Now, it might be like a minus 230 price, and maybe that won't be palatable, but it is going to happen. Maybe bet it live or something like that. The pick six is coming up here. I will tell you this right away. There was an an update that came out as we were getting set. It does look like Odell Beckham Jr. may miss the game for the Los Angeles Rams. Was going to be my touchdown scorer for the pick six. But luckily, I had somebody in, erased it for Odell, so I already have a backup plan, no problem. And also, I was a little worried about Odell scoring back-to-back weeks as is, so no issue on that front. But Donnie, lead us off here, pick six, had an off week last week because of obviously the crazy schedule. Week 13 in the NFL, what do you got?
4: Yeah, excited to get back under the center here and take some shots here at the Pick 6 contest. Let's get the touchdown score. Now, if I do think that the Seattle Seahawks have a chance to beat the San Francisco 49ers, or at least get under the 3.5, that's going to come from a decent offensive performance out of Russell Wilson, which means DK Metcalf is going to be in the game plan here. If you've read some of the press clippings coming out of that Monday Night Football game from Pete Carroll, also Russell Wilson, hey, We got to get DK Metcalf the football. That's a no brainer right there. Russell Wilson also said they had about eight or nine plays specifically designed to get DK Metcalf the football on Monday night. It just didn't work out. So, you know what that means this weekend? A heavy dose of DK Metcalf. Anytime touchdown score for me this weekend, Kevin, DK at a plus 115. Let's take a look at the money line dog here. Went up and down. I said, Boy, what's going to make sense here? Am I going to take like a money line dog in Atlanta? No. Am I going to take Chicago to win outright? Probably not. I want a team with a legitimate chance to win. And that's the Washington football team a hot Washington football team taking on Las Vegas in Las Vegas. That's listed at a plus 110 price. I think they can get there. And again, if that report comes out where so many players, the wallers of the world, Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver, Jacobs at running back. Don't play or hobbled. That's only going to help out my cause here. So let's take a look at an under here. Let's go to the steel city of Pittsburgh. Baltimore coming in. Looked terrible on offense last week. You know, us is coming in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looked terrible on offense last week. This is a game that is usually smash mouth football here. I'm going to go under the 44. The alt line. I'm going to dip my toes in the water again with the Washington football team here. If I think they're going to win the game outright, there's a good chance, Kevin. They can do it by seven or more points point. How about this? The Washington football team minus six and a half in the alt line. Juicy. Plus 230. That market's been pretty good to me over the past couple weeks here. Yardage prop. Very simple. I'm not going to overthink myself. If I'm going to go up against Detroit, if I'm going to have a lead in the fourth quarter, and I don't have to worry about Dalvin Cook or CJ Hammer, anybody else getting carries, I'm going to go with Alexander Madison's rushing yards. And right now they're not even listed, Kevin. And I don't care. Hang a number. I'm taking it to the over. Which leaves me with my teaser game here going back to the West Coast. No. No Debo Samuel, no problem. Like to say, no, 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 that is going to be a problem. Seattle is going to hang around the chicken coop in this game, Kevin. I'm going to take Seattle as my teaser at nine and a half. The pick six Friday stage here, Kevin, is now yours.
3: I will say before I go through mine, Donnie, I cannot help but feel like all of the pro Washington picks you give on this show are always somewhat of a shot at me. And yeah. what hurts me so much is I can't disagree. I it makes sense. Although the six and a half, that's aggressive. I think that's the highest alt level. I'm, I'm very I'm a very show. aggressive
4: man on Fridays, Kevin, very aggressive. so. <laughs>
3: Donnie woke up feeling dangerous it turns out as I mentioned Odell Beckham touchdown score strike that from the record I'm not sure he plays in this game give me Jamar Chase it's a minus 115 price he did not score last week Jamar Chase he is yet to be held without a touchdown in consecutive weeks to start his career Jamar Chase gets into the end zone against the Los Angeles Chargers Donnie teased the Seahawks I think they win this game here, plus 154. Russell Wilson needs to win in Seattle. The Niners have covered. Every single game they've won, they've covered. They're not going to cover. They're not going to win. This is Seattle's week. The under. We got some CLV during the show as well. 47 and she was 47.5. People bet it up to 48. You fools. Rams, Jags, under 48 points the Jags will not be scoring double digits in that game. Alt line Texans Colts over 48 and a half at plus 120. I feel like that's not enough again because of Donnie's incredible alt line. Bet it at like plus 850 to be the highest scoring game of the week. Then, if you want a long shot, sticking with that game for the yards prop. The numbers not listed. It'll be in range enough, though. Tyrod Taylor over rushing yards. Mentioned this when we did our target player props earlier in the week. As long as it is south of 30, he will get home. And lastly, the best for last, the Philadelphia Eagles tease down to minus one. It doesn't matter because they are going to win this game by 20. Birds roll, but teaser game, minus one. That's the pick six. Donnie closes out the early line.
4: Last segment for the early line for the week here. How about that right here on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh carrying you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it off to the morning after and Ben Stevens. Now, we have a big-time weekend ahead of college football and pro football, but I want to talk a little NBA, people, so listen up. All right, listen up, people. Let's talk NBA. And boy, what a night it was in the association. Let's take a look here. First off, LeBron James, false positive test. He is going to play tonight versus the Los Angeles Clippers. And shame on ESPN for moving that game because they didn't think they would have LeBron. Now they will have LeBron. But that's not the biggest story of the night. How about in Madison Square Garden yesterday? You had Randall. You had Rosen going down the stretch. Impressive game there. Again, Just another night in the association. How about Giannis? Late scratch versus Toronto. All those gamblers in the morning said, I am going to take on a back-to-back the Milwaukee Bucks here. Turns out Giannis didn't play. They end up losing that game to the Toronto Raptors. And oh, yeah. In the association last night, the Phoenix Suns in a letdown situation. Nope. They won their 18th straight game by beating the Detroit Pistons. And how about this one? If you watch both myself and Kevin on the early line, we said it was too many points to be laying, which was 11 and a half. You cash that ticket. But my favorite game of the night last night, something historic, something that you might never see again, but it is in the NBA here. Memphis beat OKC by 73 points yesterday. You heard that right. There was a 78 point lead in that ball game here. And Dagno, the head coach for the Thunder, said to him, they said after the game in the press conference. Tonight, it's just not who we are. We're not that type of team. No, absolutely, you are that type of team. That's one of those where your ownership says, you get your walking papers after the game. And the team usually flies on a charter and stays at five-star hotels. They go down to taking, I don't know, Spirit Airlines or maybe just a Greyhound bus to their next game. Impressive in the NBA, for a 73-point win. But you know what is more impressive to close out your week? Make sure you hang on with Ben Stevens here in the morning after from 9 to 12 right here on the grid for the early line. See you guys back on Monday.
0: The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the sport. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So,